Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again doing another podcast. And again, I'm going to continue reading from this book, Light for Life, Part 3, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And this part of the chapter is called Moving from the Head to the Heart. By steadily working at these tasks, people arrive at a rather at a rather mature intellectual synthesis of the Christian faith and develop an orderly and balanced rhythm in living it out. This is precisely the problem. It is still very much their own project, beautiful as it may seem. Many who arrive at the stage grow no further, due to many reasons. Perhaps they do not realize that the grace of God is inviting them to respond more deeply. They may be too satisfied and comfortable where they are at, happy with their virtues, satisfied with their understanding and very content to maintain control. The invitation may stir up fear. People are comfortable dealing with God in a way where he can be approached and then left, whether it is a system, a book, or a church building. However, when God is perceived as being constantly within, or rather, when all things are perceived as being in him, the result is often initially discomfort and fear because there is no escape from him. Intellectually, we understand that he is present at all places and filling all things. When we begin to experience the presence, that may be another matter altogether. This stage centers on the soul mind, which modern culture mistakenly tends to identify as the very center or apex of a person. Somehow, as we grow, we must shift our center from the head to the heart. We must become willing to surrender more fully to the lead of the Holy Spirit, rather than centering on a response to our own image of what we believe the Spirit is doing. This is impossible to accomplish on one's own. Only the grace of God can affect it. We confuse knowledge of something with an internalization or experience of its reality. However, a degree in medicine does not necessarily bring us to better health. It can indeed be an obstacle. A degree in psychology does not make for better personality. It too can be an obstacle, producing a better chess player psychologically. Likewise, a degree in theology does not make one holier. It can most definitely be an obstacle. Holiness does not consist of what we know, nor what we do. It requires an abandonment to God. It does not involve knowledge but wisdom, not activity but experience, not doing but being and surrender, not understanding but loving. It involves a real death to the false self. Once a person has finally gained control over his life and has it in order, he is asked to surrender that hard-earned control in a profound act of faith. It is much like what occurred to our father Abraham. Ensconced comfortably in a set and successful life, 
he heard God say, Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. There was no indication of the destination, the route or the purpose. Simply a call to surrender everything familiar and move when and as and how God commanded. This is an authentic invitation to enter into the mystery of death and resurrection. It sounds morbid, but in fact involves going beyond selfishness, going beyond desires, going beyond our own thoughts, going beyond ourselves into the mystery of God. God wants us to learn to keep quiet, to surrender our own thoughts, our own way of seeing things, to learn to sit in silence and wait for on Him. Far from being passivity, passivity, this is the highest form of activity. It is to act concomitantly with the Holy Spirit, to second the activity of God in synergy. Precisely because of the challenge involved, many people do not want to respond when the invitation comes. After all, it is not as though they are leaving sin for virtue. They are already living a virtuous life. A big psychological help in the process of transition to the next stage is the gradual development in the person, by the grace of God, of a personal theological crisis, touching the deepest self in the person, the heart-spirit. Our whole way of knowing faith, relating to time, hope, and loving charity are affected. The secondary motives of joy and commitment in identifying with Christ evaporate, and we are left loving God and others for no reason than God is God. As God reveals himself more completely, our intellectual basis for believing seem meaningless and dry. We are left believing only because God is God. Our feeling at home in Christianity becomes boring because on a deeper level, beyond thought, we are experiencing, tasting the realities to which the mysteries, signs and symbols point. On the thinking level, we are left hoping only because God is God. The closer we come to God, the more blinded we are by the light. We feel that we are in darkness, but it is only so that we surrender all secondary self-serving motives for relating to Him. This is to allow God to take over completely, to practice true synergy in which God takes the initiative and we surrender and respond by His grace. Being a painful detachment from our most personal instincts, a total surrender outwards, this crisis results in the deepest purification, bringing the heart-spirit under grace and surrendering it to the spirit, whereby one responds instinctively away from the self and toward God. This completes the purification begun in the first stage. So, what can we learn from this little uh, reading today? Moving from the head to the heart. So I think what we read here is that 
we um, do things not uh, you know not to get um, glorification, not to get credit for doing things, but we do things because that's what God expects us to do. And we follow God because our whole life involves being, having God within us. You know, having God lead us, having God uh, do all the, uh, you know, to, to help us decide what to do from in our day-to-day life. So we live in God. Everything we do is because of God. And, and that's, that's getting close to the stage of spiritual maturity. That's getting to the stage of spiritual enlightenment. Where, you know, where, uh, I'm just going to read this again. We, we surrender our control to God, you know, we 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 are doing things because this is what God commanded us to do. It going beyond our own thoughts, our own desires, our own selfishness, and surrendering everything that we do to God. So this is basically what we're talking about. So, in a few days, I will. Uh, uh, begin the last chapter of this book which talks about our spiritual maturity God bless you have a good day